money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm always ready to talk money. Not always, but <laughs> you are today. Yes. It's a very That's practical a, show. It's a very well, practical show. We've got a little bit of both. We've got a special guest with we us do. today. You've got some scripture you want to read. Some this good is like, stuff. I can just feel transformation happening <laughs> already. I'm just very excited just to be here today. On the so. edge of our seats. I know. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, this is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. Yes. You give your spiel. I get to give. I was kind of waiting for you to, to jump in there because you were so excited to, to do it. I thought, man, we'll just see what happens if I don't say anything. If you want to listen to us some more, some of you may not. You want to hear us bantering. You can go back to um, archived shows, which mm-hmm. we have a year and a half worth. And you can go to our podcast on Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb on iTunes. You can go to www.morethanenough.ca or this very radio station and listen and find shows. One of my girlfriends um, had never listened to our show. And now she's like going back and listening to all these shows. She sends me Mm -hmm. comments in my email. So that's really encouraging for me. And she's been encouraging us Mm -hmm. uh, partially with the scripture we share. She's always loves hearing the scripture. So I'm going to read some scripture. Is that well done? I I know I I did pretty good for my first time. So maybe I can just check out of the show or something. No, 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 no. It just means if you ever get sick, I can handle it. Okay. So anyway. Okay. So but before we introduce our guest, because we're going to introduce him after I read the scripture, because I want him to be a part of this conversation Mm -hmm. today. But um, I'm reading from Luke 12. And um I love these verses, partially because they were very instrumental in our own journey. Several times um, in the Lord giving us direction. Uh, anyway, I w- we won't go into that today. But, um, but these verses did come at the very fun, right great time. How I the had, Lord does that. And all of you probably will know that maybe some of you don't, but there's a phrase that, that we toss around that um, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. There's a parable about building up barns. Mm -hmm. But if any of you, just for the split second, do you know what question led into that story and those words? Oh, I do, Rebecca. I know, I do, because Rebecca. it's right in front of you. Well, and you know, This I... is what surprised me the first time, mm-hmm. because we were asking the Lord some questions that he answered in this parable for us. So... Here it goes. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? I mean, there's so much we could we could spend an hour talking about that phrase alone. Who appointed me a judge and arbitrator between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard. This is Jesus speaking. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. 
The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns, build bigger ones, and there I'm going to store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. I can hear some of us saying that about our retirement. Anyway. I think I'd say eat, drink, and be David. But and, oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, that was oh, a that really, was really bad, bad pun. Was really bad. Okay, so I can hear people like, like I we hear it. We hear it in our own heads. We're good. Our bank account's full. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. we're good. We're settled. We're secure. But God said to him, "You fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself?" This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. And Dave's really happy today because I actually picked verses about money and possessions, not about heart stuff. So this is this these words are really severe, mm-hmm. I find, and convicting <coughs> because anyone out there who says these kinds of things that this barn mm-hmm. builder farmer did is a fool and who whoever stores up things for themselves and is not rich toward God is going to end up like this. And, and I think the severity, I mean, again, setting the scene, big crowd of people, Jesus is teaching, he's the center of attention, somebody yells from the crowd, they've obviously had this question burning or, or something, he yells from the crowd, you know, tell my brother to divide the inheritance from me. And then Jesus goes after that one with like, the guns blazing he with it, just all of it. And, and I think the the again, we're not going to do an exposition on this, but where he starts and he says, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. I think greed was what Jesus was like, okay, I got all 10, you know, I'm going after this one because this is a greed issue and greed is serious. Greed but, is, is but how a many, big deal. But how many of us, and especially because of our guests this morning and what we're going to be talking about, you know, we do have assets and we do have things stored up. And then when someone dies, how many, and we've seen it in, within Christian families over and over again, this question, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus Jesus goes after what's at the heart of it, which is greed. And and nobody uh, likes talking about greed. And, and guess no what? One... We are talking about greed this morning. We're going to talk about a few other things, but I do want to bring our guest, John, yes. in. John Kerr, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And so John is a retired CFP for those are in Canadian financial planner, it is Canadian financial planner and certified. That, that, or sorry, certified, certified can, uh, financial planner. Um, he also has a few more letters after his name, uh, and he's retired. and And I like that because that means he's got gray hair. And yes, John has gray hair. <laughs> so we've brought in John for the wisdom part of this show because we need wisdom to navigate through this. I this this. Uh, 
topic that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about greed, and we're going to tackle it from all kinds of angles. So welcome, John, the wisdom this morning. (laughs) Did you know that's what we were counting on you for? Well, you said that. We'll see how that works. (laughs) So here's the question. I guess I asked both of you, and then we're going to go into what John spends his time doing, Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's something I had never heard of before until we've had some conversations. But what does it mean when Jesus says, you know, this is going to happen to whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God? What does it mean for us to be rich toward God? So you're starting with the big question. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's important because it's that's like a phrase that, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, do, And I'm not saying we have definitive answers, but let's talk about that for a minute. Well, I think it, it means being a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And I think I've found that it, it, it becomes a great pleasure when you can bless somebody else with your assets and with your money. Mm-hmm. And uh, So being rich toward God is actually being rich towards his, crea- his created beings, like mm-hmm. people in this. I think for sure. Yeah. If, if we see a need, <laughs> then we meet the need. And, and isn't that a little bit the DNA of God? Where God is a generous God, right? You know, and we've talked about that in previous shows, just how the heart of God is actually generosity. And here what Jesus is is really saying in these verses is, you know, we want to be on our guard. We want to be careful that we are not greedy for ourselves, for, for building up our own stuff and not generous towards God. Am I getting that right, John? I think so. I once took a course called Generous Giving, Mm -hmm. and it was prompting Christians to be more generous than doing a minimum tithe, you know, the Old Testament Mm -hmm. 10%. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it it was very, very encouraging, and it was encouraging to hear stories of how much some people do give away. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it goes back to what um, Jesus said in Matthew 6, that we lay up for ourselves treasures, not on the earth where moth and rust destroy, but we lay them up in heaven. And I, I was just saying before the show, I'm a word person. So when I hear those words being rich toward God, it comes out of what you already said, that we're cheerful givers, but that we are so grateful to the Lord for what he's done that it's it's like eating a rich, dark chocolate cake. You know, there's substance mm. to it. It's sweet. It's... Um, I mean, who could resist that? But it's something that that we're offering out of our gratitude and love for the Lord because of what who He is and what He has done for us. And um, and and this is Jesus speaking this, and He hadn't yet gone to the cross, and and yet how much more do we on this side of this story? How can we be rich toward God because he has been rich toward us? It's like this abundant attitude of richness toward mm-hmm. the one who made us. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think of. I think also we often think of it, well, we gave the Lord 10%, the other 90s ours to do what we want. And I really don't think that's what the Lord would have us do. We're really, he owns everything and we're just stewards. Mm-hmm. We're just controlling this money on the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, which which leads us into the discussion we're going to have this morning. Well, and, and I was just going to pick up on that, that, John, because in your 40 years of experience in, in helping people manage their assets specifically, um, and you know maybe we need a little definition of assets and, and all of that, but one of the things uh, that this 
parable points out is is that there really are there, there's cash flow the the ten percent we give out of our paychecks and and that's intentional regular giving but then there's this huge um, I, I'm going to say misdirection or misunderstanding in the parable of the, the owner who says, oh, I'm going to build up more assets, more barns, more things that have value for, for a much longer time. So maybe speak to that a second, just the difference between assets and cash giving, the, the two types, if we can call them two types of giving. Okay, David. Well, I've wanted to talk for a long time on the show about uh, the concept of in-kind donations. And I had felt for a long time that many of our readers, readers, listeners may not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in my practice, I had the privilege of working both for the charities and some national charities and some local charities, mm-hmm. and also many individuals who wanted to donate money. And because I was in the investment business with securities, they would often donate shares. And the government actually about 10 years ago, I might be out in the number of mm-hmm. years ago it started, they put in a real big tax benefit where if you donate an asset, didn't have to be shares, but the most common thing is common shares or mutual funds. People can donate those and they avoid paying any capital gains tax. So for example, if David owned $5,000 of TD bank shares and it was worth 10,000 today, and he says, well, I don't want to pay that capital gains tax, um, or someday I'm going to have to pay that. Mm-hmm. You might say, I'm going to, instead of writing a check to CHRI for $10,000, I'm going to give them my $10,000 worth of shares. Right. And then you don't have to pay any capital gains. And the charity in turn, in most cases, will turn around and sell that, that donated shares. And that's how they get their money. Right. The other right. thing I would say to you is that I worked for a, a church building fund or I was the investment guy. Mm-hmm. And the largest donations that I see are almost always in-kind donations. They're not mm-hmm. individual they can be checks. Right. So, so let me just pause you there. So, you know, because we're talking about the the giving from RSPs or giving from mutual funds or giving. And, and again, when we go back to the parable here, that would be the stuff we've stored up mm-hmm. for ourselves, maybe. So there's a little bit of attention there. That's the stuff we've stored up for the future and recognizing that somewhere along the line, you might find yourself saying, well, you know, I don't, I don't know that I really need all that much. Mm-hmm. But now, and and again, if I'm understanding right, there's a, there's a mechanism that is legal and is in fact uh, very similar to what we would all understand in in the tax part that says when I give any charitable donation, I don't get taxed on it. Right? That's uh, we understand that That's because right. when we give to the church, our cash. We don't get taxed on it, and we get a tax return because of it. But you're saying that I can also give out of the the stuff I've stored up, and actually give that to to uh, a charity as well, not get taxed. So we always like paying less tax uh, legally. <laughs> I'll just say that, but recognizing that there is also um, those donations tend to be bigger. Well, I would say that it's it's being a good steward. We should give strategically. Good. So if you happen to be blessed with those assets, and not everybody does, this isn't something that everyone can do, but right. if you have a large investment portfolio or maybe you inherit it and you say, this is kind of surplus, I'm not going to need all this in my retirement. And it's not RSP, David, it's it's non-registered assets you okay. want to give out because there's no tax on it. You wouldn't give an R- money out of an RSP. But, so clarified uh, there, yeah. Obviously, we need so to- So can you list, can you list some things 
just as examples for people like me who don't know much. About the most that. common assets would be non-registered. That is, it's not in an RSP or a tax-free or a RIF. And secondly, it would be common shares or um, like mutual in companies, funds. like yeah, like that's right. Shares and in individual companies? stocks, okay. Individual stocks or individual mutual funds, non-registered. Okay. Now people can give other assets. They'd be allowed to give property, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, or a building or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's a little bit more complicated to value. Right. Uh, investment in security business is it's... There's <laughs> it no, is what it is on the day that it yeah, is, Yeah, right? exactly. It's, it, you've got a liquid market that tells you exactly what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So, and you call that, just to clarify, an in-kind, like I-N-K-I-N-D, yeah, in-kind donation. That's, that's an right. interesting phrase and, to use. And the process is, if the, let's say the donor... One of our listeners says, I'm going to give CHRI some of my shares. He would contact his financial advisor or brokerage firm, or even if he had Mm -hmm. a discount firm, he can give them instructions, written instructions, to transfer the asset to the charity. Let's say it's CHRI, for example. And that that takes a few days sometimes. It's not instantaneous. But in two or three days, they'll transfer those securities over Mm -hmm. to the charity. And then the charity is free to sell them and realize the money. Mm. So, you know, it's a little bit, if I can... Again, making this a little bit clear. So I'd say I own a house that I don't really need. So rather than me selling the house, taking the cash from the from the sale of the house and giving it to CHRI, I can just give them the house. Therefore, I don't get taxed. And, and there's some advantage to that. I get a donation receipt for the value. And CHRI would actually sell the house and then realize the cash and be able to use that cash for, for whatever they want to do. That's correct. Oh, that house would be an awkward asset to transfer. That's sure. why securities are more preferred, if you would. How, do you have an example of, like, is this a common thing? Do people know about this? Reb, I would say they do and they don't. Most national charities go out of their way to promote this kind of giving in their newsletters and on their okay. website. I find a lot of the local charities don't promote it and their listeners might even be aware of it and say, well, I do this when I'm giving to a major charity, but I never thought of doing it for CHRI. I never thought of doing it for Jericho Road or somebody like that. Okay. So I think one of the benefits of our show here is that we can educate both our listeners and some of the local charities that you want to throw, as a charity, you want to throw your hat in the ring and say, yes, mm-hmm. we can accommodate this and we'd love to do this. Mm-hmm. And is, for Is it complicated for the charity to receive? Like if they've never done it before, what is a if charity? If they've never done it, that's a very good question <laughs> and I actually walk through some of our local charities to do it they have to set up an investment account to receive them okay. and it can be with a discount broker or a major investment firm and they have to be able to receive these securities and they have to have the treasurer or someone that's on top of it and says okay as soon as dave's donation comes in we want to sell them mm-hmm. we don't want most time they don't have to sell the asset but most times they don't want a random portfolio of stocks that you and i donated they want to put the money to the use of the benefit oh, of the right. charity right because especially a smaller charity um, a major charity yeah. might say oh it's a bank stock we're going to hang on to it a while but that's right. their that's their decision right mm-hmm. because the in a smaller charity cash flow is probably yeah, they need the money the, and they're yes. putting it to work right and the one other thing we mentioned for listeners david is the receipt's the same people mm-hmm. have sometimes inquired the charity said well do i get a special receipt you don't need a special receipt. It's just going to – Rep makes a, a cash one and you make a stock one. It's the receipt's the same, the same, same once you value the dollars. Right. And you don't have to report it to CRA because you haven't got a capital gains because you gave it to a charity. Right, right. 
So, and, and that's really, uh, again, just going a little bit broader. If, if you're not in the Ottawa area, we've been talking about Jericho Road and CHRI, which are some of the local charities we have here in Ottawa where we're recording and, and doing the show. But if you are, you know, nationally somewhere else and there is a local charity that, that you want to, to give to, obviously you, if you're going to give this way, you want to inquire firsthand and say, okay, can we give an in-kind gift? What does that look like? Are you set up for that? And if not, then maybe that's just a way to start with some of the smaller charity to, to, to get them so that they can receive in, in kind mm-hmm. gifts. Exactly. Should you should you go to your uh, like your advisor first? So if there someone's hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. should they go to their financial planner and say, "I've heard I heard about this idea of giving." Um, from your assets. From your assets. Um, can't you know? I would assume that financial planners know about this as well. Yeah, I would say yes. And the answer is sort of yes, but I would want to go to, as David raised the point, go to the charity and see if they're set up to receive it. Then go to your financial advisor and say, do you have anything? I want to make this kind of donation. Can you facilitate it? Does your firm have a templated letter or do you want me to write a letter? What? You have to get the details down, and that's where your financial advisor will be able to help you right. and the charity. And you got to put the two of them together. Right. So it's important, and I've seen this miscue too. Somebody makes a donation to the charity, tells their advisor to send the shares, or doesn't tell the charity. So it <laughs> appears in their brokerage account one day, and they go, "Where did this come from?" Mm-hmm. So okay. you got to. I think it's important to do both sides, Rebecca. Yes. They got to talk to the charity and say, "Are you set up?" And by the way, this is what I'm going to do. I I strongly recommend give a copy to each party. There's right. a copy to my financial advisor, my broker. I want these 100 TD shares moved over. And Rebecca, you're the charity. Expect this. I've just signed a letter and here's a copy of it. Okay. All right. So uh, that's a little bit of how to. So this is a new mm-hmm. idea for anyone out there. And you're you're thinking seriously about it, mm-hmm. then you talk to both sides, the charity yeah. you're interested in giving to and your financial planner. Um, to get that happening. And so what? I want to circle back around just, just for a second because, you know, again, this whole idea of giving out of your assets versus giving out of your cash. And we are talking about being charitable. We are talking about giving. We are talking, and, and John, you mentioned it right off the, the top, saying it is all the Lord's money. It is all the Lord's stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has definite plans for us to, to use the resources that he has placed in our possession for what he wants to use it for, for his kingdom purposes. But he also has this dual pur- purpose, and that goes back to the verses you read, Reb, where he does not want us to be greedy. He does not mm-hmm. want us to be trusting in our own burns, our own wealth, our own uh, stuff, but he wants us to be free to act, to demonstrate his character in this area of generosity he wants us you know obviously he wants us to be kind and loving and gentle and those are the fruit of the spirit we know that but this in this area when we're talking about money sometimes we disconnect oh i can be kind but lord knows i'm not giving a penny more than my 10 (laughs) percent, right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so recognizing that you know we're talking about this new idea of giving Mm -hmm. from our assets and that may or may not happen next week. It might happen 10 years from now. That, that The timing is the Lord's timing. And, and I will say this. If anyone's listening to this and has the assets and you're feeling nudged and you're feeling defensive right now, pay attention mm-hmm. to how you're responding to what you're hearing. Because 
that's often telling us what's happening in our heart about our possessions. So if you're feeling defensive, you might need to ask the Lord why. Why, you know, you're saying no. Now, we're going to do two shows with John. And the next show, we're going to talk really about the heart issues around in-kind giving, which is always fun. <laughs> but I just want you to pay attention because if we're getting defensive or you think, oh, or it's nudging you for the next five days, this this thing, and you really mm-hmm. don't want to, and you're being like, I'm not doing this, you know, you can be assured that maybe the Holy Spirit is is prompting you mm-hmm. and, and wants to teach you in this area. So that part's really exciting. It's hard. We get it. We get it that when um, money and stuff have a hold on us, that it is not just, you know, easy peasy. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen that, John, where people have struggled to, to do this, but then have been released as they give. I would say that they confide in me in that, yeah. but I think they surely have that struggle. But I want to jump in and just get a couple technical yeah. points not for this sure. session. Yes. When you're giving, it's very important to make sure giving something that has a capital gain. If you give a stock that has a loss, you can't claim that loss. Right. So I once had a widow, wanted to contribute to the building fund. She'd inherited these shares from her husband, didn't need them to live on because he'd left her, I think, an index pension and things were going well. She sent me the list of securities, fortunately, before doing it. And I said, well, one of these for sure you have as a loss because it was a technology stock that had gone way down. So I said to her, sell that stock at your advisor and use the money. The other four will take because you've got a capital gain and you'll avoid the tax. Right. So from a technical point of view, so this is why you things. talk to your financial planner. So exactly. he's going to be able to tell you where you where where the asset is that you can give from that. Yeah, that and, you or will, ensure he'll tell you whether you have a gain or loss on it. Right. Um, and the other thing that David you brought up, I think there's a famous quote from uh, somebody once interviewed John Rockefeller, one mm-hmm. very wealthy American, yep. mm-hmm. and you know where this is going. And he said, and they said, how much is enough? And he said, just a little bit more. So I come from an industry where we're motivated by fear and greed. Greed because we want more and fear that we won't have enough in our retirement. But when wow. you get to my age, and it's in the 60s now, you can get a better, a little better feel that, you know, I don't really need all this. I don't need all these assets. I'm probably not going to outlive my money, and maybe I should start to give strategically. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was wisdom <laughs> right there. Okay, so if you're listening to the show now, we want you to stop, rewind the last 25, 30 seconds, and listen, listen to that to again, again, and do it again, because that was gold, right? Really And, and my aging parents, and, and uh, I mean, Dave and I are heading to 50. We're, you know, not quite there, but... You're but heading you, there before you, I am. You start... Oh, yes. You start to realize that this is really short. And, and am I living, as they say, for the dot of this earthly life or the line of eternity? Mm-hmm. And this is part of the discussion we've had today. And we're going to continue the discussion again next week, again. too. Yeah. Right? You're going to be back with us, John? Look forward to it. Okay. Excellent. So, so you know, I just want to wrap up a little bit here. First of all, if if – we are talking about this idea, this concept of giving from our assets. Uh, yes, we understand giving from our cash. We understand tithing. We understand giving from our paychecks. But there is an opportunity where we can give strategically and intentionally from our assets. And uh, as Reb read from the, the verses in Luke 12, 
that God is very concerned that a lot of the greed that we may experience actually happens in our assets and maybe not so much in our cash. Mm -hmm. Um, And so recognizing that and saying, okay. Um, The second thing, just in wrapping up, if you are giving to any charity, God puts it on our hearts to give to the things that that means something to us. Listen to your heart in this. Um, I am going to give to different charities than John. Uh, I'll probably give to most of the same charities that Rebecca and I give because we talk about it. And there are mm-hmm. things in our heart that we just love to give to. And uh, there's a verse that says where our heart is, there our treasure will be as well. And I like to, when I talk about giving, I like to connect the two that says, don't give to a charity where you have absolutely no heart invested interest but mm-hmm. give to a charity where your heart is invested and you will see the returns in spades and that i believe is gives us the freedom that john you can give to a charity that's in your heart and i don't have to compete with you mm-hmm. and that means also being a cheerful giver because when our our heart and our passion behind it cheerfulness can come more readily, mm-hmm. right? Because we're impassioned mm-hmm. about a topic or an organization. So. so, Lord, I just ask that you would just change my heart so that I could be more intentional and, and, and realize just the grace and the goodness and the cheerfulness that I can have in giving more freely in this way. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your goodness to us and the, the abundance that we have here. And just pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. 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 If you want to listen to any of the other shows, please look on morethanenough.ca or chri.ca. All of the shows are archived there. If you want to get it in the podcast form on iTunes, just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and you can get it on iTunes. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.